Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Spectrum Talk. It has been almost a month since I uh, put up another episode. Bear with me, any live viewers, the bitrate is going all over the place. So this is, um, the upload speed is just inconsistent and I, I can't do anything about that. Some days it's good, some days it's not. But, um, yeah, I've been kind of... Um, gone or absent for a while. My last episode that I put up of the podcast was on the 13th, and then I've done like two or three streams since then, just here or there, just trying to get back in the rhythm of things. Um, but I haven't uploaded any videos outside of some stuff that I had, um, edited. And that was in like the middle of January. Um, and part of that is due to the fact that I got knocked out of a rhythm. When you're doing this kind of thing, um, or doing anything, it's, it's habit forming. So you get in a habit, you do the same thing, you know, every day same time, same way, but if you get knocked out of that habit, it's kind of hard to, or if you get really, really knocked out of that habit, it gets really hard to get back into it, or that's why I kind of call it a rhythm less than a habit, because it's, it's hard to get back into a rhythm once you've gotten knocked out of it, and um, that's what's happened here. Um, it started just because we couldn't, um, I mean, the podcasts are usually a week, you know, a week or so apart, and I was waiting for some news to pile up before I did another one, so I was like, oh, I'll give it like a week or so, and then with all my medical stuff, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, what's actually going on, and getting more medication and stuff. Um, then some recording stuff fell out. We couldn't record when we wanted to because of work and whatever. And then my wife got a new job. We couldn't record then or there. Now it's a night job. So just got some scheduling stuff that got messed up. Whatever, I'll put it here to the side here. I work a 40 plus hour job. That's also been changed due to my health issues. So I'm, I'm trying to learn a whole new rhythm. On top of all that, um, and I thought, oh, I missed a, I missed like a, a few days here. I'll be fine. And then I got started on my new meds, and I don't know if it was all the meds together, or what, but I think it was just one of them, and it was one that wasn't supposed to alter mood at all. It was like a, it was like a pain reliever, an anti-inflammatory. Uh, because of the muscle in my chest, one of the skeletal muscles that got messed up and never healed over the course of a year due to constant uh, panic attacks that I was having unknowingly um, and just tearing over and over and over again. I took it and since taking this and like a mood stabilizer and some other crap, um, I fell into an incredibly deep depression 
and I thought I would, because I was foggy, it was hard to read, it was hard to concentrate, it was hard to do anything. Um, I was kind of in autopilot mode. I was I just had an, enough just to get me to work. And then I would come home and basically pass out until it was time to go to work again the next day. This went on for about a week, and it was getting worse. Finally, I went, something's wrong. I was like, what, what is going on? And I was like, I can't stop taking these other ones. But this pain medication, I can stop taking because it's just pain stuff. And all these others don't aren't supposed to have side effects like all this other crap. Except maybe the... Because some mood mood stuff and anxiety medication, it can have a side effect where it does the opposite of what it's trying to prevent um, and just actually make things worse. Kind of like how high blood pressure medication can give you high blood pressure. That's always a fun one. Um, it can just fuck shit up in the reverse. And I, uh, but I thought, let, let me stop taking this pain medication. Let me just see. Stop, take it, stop taking it. Within 24 hours, I felt so much better. Um, and then it took a little while for me to get back into something that f felt uh, close to normal, but I was still had this this um, this lingering depression that's still here. And then you know, every day I'd come home from work and be like, "All right, I want to make a video, or I should probably do a podcast." And I was like, "Or I couldn't, or I'll just rest." Because no one watches these things, no one listens to these things, no one does this or what. There's no reason to do that. I got other stuff to do. I could just, you know, take a nap because I got a headache or this or that. And I'm like, that's no fun. And I like doing this stuff. I'm like, what is, what is going on? And then finally I got my other medication, my testosterone shots, and took one of those. And now I feel 100% better. Um, still not completely to where I was before this all went to hell in December. But... Feel a lot better. You're not supposed to miss those. Only missed them because I was in between getting uh, the medications. That's always fun. Um, but even now, I was finding myself. Over the last four days, I found it hard just to to do anything. The streaming, just to, I think I've done like three streams just to try to get myself back into the rhythm, try to get myself back into doing this. And it's very difficult once I've gotten out of that rhythm to to do this again. Because I'm in, I'm I'm becoming more and more aware of just how tired I am every day after work, how tired I have been. And I'm continuing to get after all this crap that I've gone through with this year. Um, and everything that's happened in it. And then there was some other stuff that's happened recently with family. And it's... It's been a lot. But I didn't realize it was affecting me as much until I, I looked up and realized that Weeks had gone by, and this thing that I really enjoy doing, I mean, yeah, I would like it to be a career, whether I'm good at it or not. I mean, yeah, it would, it would, it would be this grand idea to be able to do this thing that I love, but the, that key word, love, it's like something I love to do. 
um, even if I could just make just make a living, right? I would do this, all of it together, entertain in some way, form, or fashion. You know, just get paid to bullshit. That'd be fun. Um, it's kind of like the only thing I could <laughs> I can safely do now without falling out because I may have POTS now which is a disease that you just can randomly faint because your heart rate will spike and that will cause you to pass out and it starts coming about in your mid-twenties and it can also be compounded by stress especially if you already have trauma and other shit and I have the trauma and the other shit and you put those things together and it just fucking explodes and becomes horrible Apparently, if you ever are sitting down or laying down, you stand up real fast and you faint or fall down or whatever, that's a sign that you may have it. It's also a sign that you may have low iron. But I have incredibly high iron levels. Which I should. I eat a lot of meat. Oh, sorry, I was taking a drink. I eat a lot of meat. Um, I've always had higher iron levels. That's why they like it when I donate blood. But. I got that. It's not life threatening. As long as you're not in situations. Where it's life threatening. But. It can. Uh, like normally driving a car. Maybe not threatening. Because you can feel it coming on. You may pull it aside. But if you're. I don't know. Strapped down. With 15,000 pounds. And you're coming across a turn, and you start getting lightheaded, you're in trouble. Because that could be life or death. Or you're on a forklift. You know, bad shit could happen. And I've already had some accidents in the yard. Um, where I just ran into stuff. No one got hurt, and I don't think I damaged anything. I had some stuff fall off the forklift, but nothing with the truck. Before um, I got grounded. And then put on a sales. Which I like better. I just don't like not knowing anything. I don't like... Feeling useless. Um, but it does... It is less stressful. Much less stressful. The yard work wasn't stressful. The driving was stressful. The whole figuring out where the hell to go, oh shit, the address is wrong, arguing about orders, all that. That was incredibly stressful. Uh, needlessly stressful. Um, and that was just shit that I, I don't need right now or ever. Um... And uh, I like where I am now. <laughs> I just wish that it was. I just wish that it was like a choice. And that I was better at it. And that I knew what I was doing. Versus. Um, feeling. So out of place. And when all that medication stuff happened, which, I mean, it, it, it wasn't all the medication. That just gave me the push. 
I think it was just me feeling the the effects of it and being out of it, and that helped me get incredibly depressed. Because the mood shit has worked. It said it would take about a month to work, and it's worked well. And the anxiety stuff's gone down and everything. But when you're already on the edge of depression, you, it doesn't take much to push you down a down the, that path. Or, I mean, I'm, I already have clinical depression, so it didn't take much to, to begin with. But, um... When all that happened, it felt like it reset me. It just happened, now that I think about it, a few times. Um, and by reset, I don't mean in a good way. Because with, with autism, or with autistics, or at least with me, um, we mirror. That's how we learn how to interact with people. Um, which is a weird way to put it, because it makes it feel like we're not being genuine. We are being genuine, but we have to learn from other people to show how we feel and express it in acceptable ways. I got really good at it, which is why people thought that, never would have thought that I was autistic. Until you would tell them, and then they go, oh, now I see it, which is always something that hurts when people say that. Like, what do you see now that you didn't see before? And what does that mean? Because now, because what that sounds to me is something bad. Now you see something bad. But whatever. Um, but I was always uh, good at mirroring, which is why acting came naturally. And I was good at it. Um, and I, part of that was because, you know, going through school, I was surrounded by people all the time, so you had to be good at it. And I watched movies all the time, and I would pick stuff up, and I loved to talk, and um, I loved to joke around and be stupid. And that kind of waned off in high school because when I got on the Adderall and then focused on my studies, I didn't talk to many people as much. But I also wasn't in classes with people as much because after my uh, sophomore year, because I doubled up on a bunch of classes, I only had, my junior year only had four classes, so I got out at 12. I left at 12 and then would go home and either play video games and then go to work after that or take a nap and wake up and then go to work after that. And then senior year, I only had three classes, so then I would leave at like 11 <laughs> and then do the same thing. Um, so I didn't have a lot of classes with friends and stuff. Um, I didn't have a lot of interaction. And in college... I didn't seem to have that much problem interacting with people, but I did have a reset in college. But in theater, I was very comfortable with the people in theater. But I had a bit of a reset when I had a very depressive um, episode, so to speak. Um, I've always felt as I've gotten older that... It's the opposite of how you would think. You would think some of these things, it, it, it would get easier as you would learn. These things would get easier to deal with. And I've always felt that, at least in my case, it has gotten much harder to deal with. Because people expect, um, expect you to be dealing with this better. They expect more for you, 
from you. Despite them not even knowing what I have or how this shit works. Um, even when they do know I have it, they don't know how it works. So, But they expect more because I'm older. Um, and that's just not worked. So that's part of the reason. But I've always felt that I've, I'm always losing my grip. And part of that is because, especially if it's last year, it's just been me and my wife. And then for a little bit, it was just me. So I didn't have a lot of interaction with people. And even at my jobs, it's just me, co-workers, and then um, at this current job, it's co-workers and then people who come in to, to buy stuff at the lumberyard. And I do talk to people, but it's... I used to know how to enter a conversation. Like, if people were talking and I was in the room and they said something and I heard it and it was an open conversation, I used to be able to tell through context clues through what they were saying or whatever because obviously if they were talk, talking open in air you could tell by the tones and everything and how they were talking body language um the subject matter um of if it was an open conversation or a personal conversation private whatever of whether or not I could enter in and that's how you would make friends and you would you know Chit-chat and small talk and all that bullshit. I used to be good at it. I used to say that I could enter into a group of strangers and I could be the life of a party. And I used to be able to prove that again and again and again. I used to be able to find it easy. And wasn't I wasn't lying to people. I would just go in and see what... Listen and see what they liked. And a lot of times it was going to places with like interests, so it made it really easy, but go in and listen and talk and strike up conversations and just talk to people and learn made it easy it was harder with people who already knew me but now it seems it seems I have lost that ability altogether to just strike up a conversation or enter in to one like I don't know and it doesn't matter if it's through talking like actual auditory out loud or in text form and like a, a discord server I don't I'll just read and I'm like I don't know how to enter this how to enter in this I have lost this ability recently um I wasn't the greatest at it recently. Um, it's something I've been losing over time, but I've seemed to have just lost it completely. And I don't know why that is. I've lost some things completely. Um, there are some things I used to be able to do very well, and maybe just some skills that you just need to train. Like, uh, with poetry and songwriting and stuff like that, I, uh, when I was in my late teens, or actually throughout all of school, I used to be very, very lyrical. And if there was ever a poetry assignment or, um, 
well, certain poetry assignments, as long as I knew anything with rhyme scheme, I was very, very good at it. I just understood it. It's like, write this, write the rhyme scheme, I want it, you know, I want the stanzas like this, whatever, and I could do it like that. It came easy. And now, I seem to have lost it. And what's weird is, when it came to rhyme scheme, it wasn't something I practiced. It was just something that came easy, so I don't know why. And with writing, writing was something that came incredibly easy as well. Um, staying within a certain format or certain rules was difficult, but writing was incredibly easy. That's why it pays to have a good editor. Um, writing is still somewhat easy, or that is still there, but the lyrical stuff, I don't know what happened. But I always thought that was something like drawing, something you had to harness and train and whatever, but if you didn't, you could lose it or become unrefined, and you just had to just jump back on it and relearn, you know. And in school, you're always taking an English class, so that why, that was why it was always at the forefront of my mind. You know, despite maybe not, you weren't doing poems every day, but you were always uh, immersed in it, so that's why it was always there. But then after that, I, it wasn't. So that's why it's harder now. But maybe that had something to do with me losing these other facets of my... I don't know. Abilities. It seems strange. And I know it's not the medication. Because I was losing stuff... Before... Or in between medications and, and stuff like that. Um, like I was losing my memory because of medication because I wasn't uh, I, w I wasn't active enough and it was building up and causing issues. Um, and I stopped taking it because of that. Um, I was able to get I was able to fix a lot of those memory issues, but I still have certain ones. But this talking stuff I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's because of the Adderall, though I was on Adderall in high school, and I seem to still have the ability then, and in theater, and college and all that, I still have the ability to do all that then, but it would make sense that if I'm super focused, even if it's on nothing, if I'm just super focused, then I may not jump in there, just jump in on random things, but it, to me it feels like a comfortability issue. That something is building up and getting worse. Um, I don't have the permission to talk, so I don't. And that is building up. Or at times, it's very difficult to talk. Even if I haven't talked all day. And you would think I would be just begging to talk. I'll get home, and then I can't. It just... I can't bring myself to speak. It hurts for lack of a better word. It just seems like I'm regressing in a lot of ways, and I don't know what it is that's causing that. Which is one of the reasons I don't want to stop doing this, because I think this helps. I think doing the videos every day, and the streaming, and the podcasting for... For any for anything, it keeps me talking, it keeps me thinking, it keeps me doing stuff. I mean, video games in general 
I mean, with a movie, it's kind of a passive experience. It, at the very least, it's a passive experience, but you can engage with it, but only to a certain level. But with the video game, you actually have to play it. You have to pay attention to it, otherwise you'll lose. You have to pay attention to what's going on because you are interacting with it. As with a movie, you don't necessarily have to. Um, and most people don't, which is why they go, "What? Well, I don't understand why this happened. Well, if you just would have listened, you dumb idiot, you would know. Um, so with video games, I think they keep me sharp and they help, and they did help me immensely growing up. But doing this, I think, I think helps a lot. The podcasting, the streaming, and the videos. I just hope that I grow an audience so I have more interaction so that I can actually interact with people. <laughs> and then through that interaction, um, grow, including more autistic people, other people on the spectrum as well as others, and then help them. Because, you know, part of this, uh, the reason of the channel, uh, channel and the podcast and everything is to spread awareness to let people know that autistic people are just regular people who just have issues. But we're just people. We're just people. We like shit just like you do. We do shit just like you do. We're just regular people. You know, we like video games. I like video games. I also like the weather. I'm a fucking weather nerd. I'm also a redneck. You know? You know and we're, we're just like you, but we have... Issues. Some of us have special needs more than the other. Uh, you know, some more than more so than others, and that's okay. But come in all different shapes and sizes and forms, and and it's nothing to be ashamed about. And it's also nothing to be scared of. But there are days that I wish that I I didn't have this curse. But it's not because it makes my life harder. Because technically it doesn't. The people around me make my life harder. The world makes my life harder because of what I have. They choose to make my life harder because of what I have. It didn't make my life harder. I was given something that made me different, and the world chose to make my life harder because of that. And then I have CPTSD and POTS and, I don't know, other shit that... I'll probably find out about. I know I have adrenal gland disease, which is fun, and other stuff. And because of that, there's just all kinds of issues. Um, and uh, I mean, autism in itself. I mean, there, there, it does cause issues, like sensory issues. But other than that, I mean, like. It doesn't make your life harder to a point. It can. 
like like in a perfect world oh no i have sensory overload and it, it it has takes whatever form that it does and you're at work and they see that and they go oh, okay come over here and then you take as much time as you need or whatever and they help you get through it blah 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 everything's fine and then they're like, oh, you need to go home or whatever. And then if you need to, you go home. And if you don't, you stay there and whatever. And you finish work. And then nothing comes of it and you're all good. But most jobs, that doesn't happen. Because we don't live in a perfect world. Most people don't understand what that is. Most people don't know what that is, period. Um... It's a bitch is what it is. Um, of course, I guess if we lived in a perfect world, you wouldn't have sensory overload. It's just... I don't know. And if I didn't have autism, I would still have a shit ton of issues that were not caused by it. I don't know if things would be better. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter if you do or don't have something. It matters about the people. The people around you and how they treat you for what you do or don't have. That's what matters. But if you do have something, it's not necessarily wrong to, to, to feel bad about it. Sometimes. I mean, I do feel bad about this sometimes. Not every day. Just sometimes it's like, man, I, I, I wish that I didn't have to worry about certain shit. I wish that I could think like a quote-unquote normal person. I'm not necessarily against a... Cure, in quotes, though not in any form that Autism Speaks or other organizations like them advocate for, because those motherfuckers are evil. Um, and I don't think it should be something that's mandated, mandatory, or anything like that. Um, I don't, I don't even know how I would feel on stuff, like, on birth. Like, I have no idea. It is a disability. I do believe it's a disability. Um, or not believe it didn't. There's no belief about it. It is a disability, but like I have no idea about that. But if there was like a pill and you took it, and it's like, oh, right, here you go, four hours, normal brain function, completely neurotypical brain function. You take it four hours, and then after that four hours, you're back to being. Autistic, I take that pill just out of curiosity, just to know. And then I can make up my mind of what I'd like better. And maybe some days I'd take the pill and some days I wouldn't, depending on the situation that I needed. And I'd find that there were situations that I needed one one way of thinking, situations that I needed another way of thinking. That's what I would do. That's... And uh, I kind of held that thought. Because I'm not, I'm not against cures for lack of a better word cures or or medications or anything for any kind of disability 
Because at the end of the day, it's a disability. It disables you. And I know we all should say, well, we should just make it the world around us better. And yes, that is a lovely goal that will never happen. Because even if we could do that, and we can't, because people are evil. We always got to remember that part. People suck. But even if we could, even if we could, and we can make sure that people couldn't wiggle their way out of it in all these different ways, even if we could, we got to remember that the world sucks. The world in general sucks. Um, I've thought about this when it came to stuff like deafness, how we could just get rid of that, and I've always thought that was a great idea. But I always thought for people who were already deaf that it, sh it should absolutely be a choice. If we could give them a pill or whatever that's be like... Get your hearing back immediately. That should be their choice. I mean, especially with surgeries, because surgery is surgery, but like any kind of things, like it's repaired and it's great. I know many blind people would take it immediately, but there's a whole weird thing with deaf culture that I'm not going to get into. Um, and many disabled people cultures that um, they feel uh, wronged by that um, for searches for cures and many of their points are valid because like with autism the search for a cure is not to help the people it's to help those who suffer the autistics so it's the people who have to live with us not to help us it's to make their lives better so they don't have to live with us anymore Basically, if they could do the same thing, if they could do the same thing through genocide, they'd do it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. But if it was, but if it was through medication and stuff like that, and it's like, I'll take this and do it, it, it should be a choice. I've, I've always been like, that would, that would absolutely be a, be something I would push for, especially with something that takes away certain um, census like with autism um, especially if you go way far on one end yeah definitely that would be great and then with someone like me who's way far on the other end sensory overload it still sucks um, it's not that I lack senses it's that I have too much of them sometimes though sometimes I lack certain senses like pain but then I lack so certain social cues, which it's not even certain social cues. I lack certain feelings. However, I can tap into, I can feel certain things that other people can't because they're not aware because they're relying on certain assumptions and feelings and unwritten rules that I don't. So they just, they'll walk into a room and start talking and acting in a certain way, expecting something that I won't, and they may walk just ass backwards into the wrong situation thinking it should be one way when it's the other way well I wouldn't do that I would make sure of something else uh, of, of what I was doing beforehand um, so there are advantages um, but like the world's world sucks and um, we're taking away one of your senses like your sight or your hearing or hell even your taste or smell um, there's always going to be things like disasters. 
and in a disaster, you're going to need those things. You're going to need those things. It's not even about whether or not there's a ramp or, or something or someone not being an asshole to you. When there is disaster, you're going to need those things. You're not going to be able to rely on other people. And when a disaster strikes, you will find out who, just who the people around you are. You'll find out how good they are. Some of the worst people in the world that you think so low of will come out of the woodwork to help you, and some of the best people that you think so highly of will leave you to die. It just happens. Some people have different instincts. But if you can't see, there's a tornado. Mudslide. Earthquake. You know, natural disasters like that. And it happens, you get caught in one. I mean, you can see, and you get caught in one. That, that, that sucks, but think about how much you rely on your eyes. Right? And now, think about not being able to hear something like that happens. You think about the sirens and the signs and other things that you rely on your hearing for. Um, that's what I think of. I don't necessarily think of the social aspects of it, because of course I don't aspects of having your sight and your sound. I think of what happens when shit goes down and you need those things. That's that's why I'm thinking of making your life better, of protecting you and your family and making your life better that way so that you can be safer. Um, but then again it should also it, it should be your choice. And none of these scenarios where we come up with a cure for anything should it be a um a mandate unless Unless, here's the kicker, it is spreadable like a disease. So unless it's a disease, like a virus, and it spreads very quickly, um, then you absolutely mandate that cure. But we usually don't have cures for viruses, we usually get vaccines which are never 100% effective, but they're better than nothing, and usually they got to get multiple multiple of them. Um, there's a bunch of different strains, just like with the flu. With this one, there's only a few different strains, but yeah, you mandate the shit out of that. With any vaccine, you mandate the shit out of that because there's reasons for it. If you don't, something bad comes back. Right now, we're dealing with something new. Um, and look at the damage that's done. Imagine when one of the Big bad motherfuckers come back from the dead. You know why smallpox is gone? Because we've kept it dead. You know how we've kept it dead? And it wasn't just due to the smallpox vaccine. Though that's part of it. That's because we inoculated the shit out of people. But poxes, very, very interesting. Uh, are they viruses or are they. Because they're actually part of the herpes family. Um, poxes are very, very interesting little sons of bitches. So, if you get one, you can only get one. Which is fun. Alright? Um, you gotta get infected with one. So, um, this was, this became common knowledge at one point in time that people would give themselves, where, where there were smallpox outbreaks that got so bad, people would give themselves cowpox, which were horrifically painful and scarring for life 
but were survivable. Like, uh, I don't think they kill people that often. But made you want to die and would scar you for life. People would go out and get them, get them easily, because it kept them safe from smallpox. Alrighty. Well, we don't have cowpox in North America, at least often, that I know of. One of the reasons is because of chickenpox. Everybody knows about chickenpox, but we don't hear about chickenpox that often anymore because of the chickenpox vaccine. Now, people have wondered aloud, why don't we have a chickenpox vaccine? Chickenpox wasn't that bad. I mean, when I got it when I was a kid, I mean, it just made me itchy and gave me fever. I mean, it sucked, but it wasn't that bad of a deal. Why would we get a vaccine for it? Was it just a, you know, we made a vaccine because we could and it just made it more convenient? Turns out, no. Several different reasons. One of which, if you get one pox... You can't get another. You cannot get another. So by inoculating everybody with the chickenpox vaccine, you have saved everybody from ever getting smallpox, and keep and you're keeping smallpox from ever coming back again, because it can. All it has to do is get a host again. That's all it has to do, and it can come back somewhere, some way, somehow. It can, but in order to do that, it has to get a hold of somebody who's never been infected with a pox virus. You can't do that if everyone's infected with a pox virus through a vaccine. Which is why the chicken pox vaccine is incredibly important. Also important if you don't want to get cowpox. Another reason it's important, um, though I believe there is a shingles vaccine, which you should get too. Um, it can prevent you from getting shingles, but there's a shingles vaccine which you should get as well. Because if you get chicken pox, if you just get it regularly you will probably, really good chance, I don't think it's 100%, but really good chance you're going to get shingles. There have been people, like my dad, who got the chickenpox virus somehow, but never got chickenpox, and got the shingles. He only ever remembers, and so do his parents, ever remember him getting the shingles, because he got the shingles when he was a teenager, but he never got the chickenpox. But he got the pox virus. He had to have to get shingles. Shingles suck. Incredibly painful. Really, really bad, and I think they can kill people, but very rarely. They suck. Another reason to get your vaccines. Shingles suck. Now, what's that other reason about chicken pox? Well, turns out, if you don't get chicken pox when you're a kid, because it's kind of just a nuisance when you're a kid. It doesn't really do anything. You get a fever, you get itchy, that's it. That's why people used to have chicken pox parties, because they would spread it throughout everybody, which seemed kind of dumb, right, when you think about it. You go, why would you spread that around if it's a disease? It's bad, right? Except, if you're an adult, and you get chicken pox, it will kill you. Straight up. Adult chicken pox is bad. Really, really, really bad. I don't know why. Adult chickenpox will kill the shit out of you. I have no idea why. It just is. It's very important to get that vaccine. You can keep yourself safe from smallpox. You can keep yourself safer from shingles, but get that shingles vaccine. That's better. And then also you keep yourself from not getting chickenpox as an adult, which can kill you. So it's great. That's just one of the many reasons why vaccines are great. That flu shot, though, you got to get every year because of all the different strains. Because there's millions of them. The coronavirus vaccine, once we get that shit up and running and getting nationwide, get it. 
Get all of them. Get as many as you can. So we can go back outside. It's good stuff. Um, those are vaccines, not cures. Vaccines are pretty damn good. Like polio. No one gets that shit anymore. Not in first world countries anyway. Uh, we still not still haven't eradicated polio, which that's a fun fact to learn. That polio still exists. I bet you thought polio was eradicated. It's not. Only in the rich white countries it is. Not everywhere else. It still exists. Which, um... That's some shit. Turns out, the reason that is, is because... When we got so far across it, we found out that polio... Not that infectious. So when we inoculated so many people, we just kind of stopped. We're like, well, we got all the important people, but with smallpox, no, nah, motherfucker, we had to get everybody, everybody. We couldn't stop. We found out the other pox shit, and we just got everybody. Everybody. <laughs> couldn't, because it was coming. It was as, as populations grew, and especially when plane travel started up, couldn't do it. Couldn't risk it. Couldn't risk it. Smallpox is about to kill everybody, especially after swine flu in the in 1918, which is what it was. Um, holy shit! <laughs> that had been smallpox, it would have killed the world. But that was kind of a a tangent. But yes, those are the only things that should be mandated. Stuff that is literally communicable diseases that are fucking incredibly. Not even incredibly deadly diseases that are spread person to person very easily that can kill entire populations. Not just regular ass disabilities. That should be a choice person to person. Uh, we did not talk about any video game news. Which, um... At the moment, I'm trying to think. I don't think there is much... Uh, that kind of wouldn't go together with all this anyway. I'll do that in the next one next week. My schedule also got changed. I have days off because we work one Saturday on, once, and we get one Saturday off, and then my day off used to be Tuesday. Now it's Thursday, so that's also kind of messed up my schedule. I'll do another podcast next week. Um, and that'll have other stuff in it. I should have a review coming out soon over Hitman 3, because I finished that. Um, good game, by the way. Um, and then I'm going to start uploading videos on the channel. Again, probably next week. Probably next week. I'm going to try to record some stuff this week to get some stuff in the backlog. Do some streaming and stuff this week to get stuff up on the channel next week. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for, to get back in that rhythm. Hopefully. Anyway, thank you all for watching. And, uh, you see a lot, uh, I forgot how to do all this. You can watch the podcast live on Twitch. If not, you can all watch the recorded version over on YouTube or listen to it over on Acre FM or anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. That's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
what are the other podcasts and what Spotify, that's usually the link that I give out. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to this podcast. Other than that, I got nothing else to say. I will see y'all in the next one.